Blog Talk Radio. And it's just you and me in 
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is he The word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory revealed, living he loved me Dying he saved me, buried he carried My sins far away, rising he just Rising, he just is free. 
and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That's what he says. But you know, as you think in your heart, as you meditate and you begin to develop a self-image, you begin to develop a self-portrait, not only about yourself, but maybe your worldview, the way you see others, directly affects and influences what's produced and, and the fruit that comes out of your life and the way that your life turns out. The Bible says that we're to finish strong, that we're to put our hand to the plow and not look back, and that God rewards those that finish strong. He rewards the faithful. He that endures to the end shall be saved. And so constantly God is showing us that end, there's an expected end, there's a hope and a future for us if we will just begin or continue to follow God, follow his ways, follow his voice, follow his Holy Spirit, but simpler and more importantly, we, we have his word. And sometimes not everything in God's kingdom is super spiritual or hyper-emotional. Now it can become that. Good and bad. Some things in religion can become hyper-emotional. Doesn't mean it's always God. But what we can count on, what we can go back to continually that has a consistency from the beginning to the end is the word of God. The Bible says that God's word is truth. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That we would be built up and encouraged. We'd be instructed on how shall we then live. When you step over the threshold from this secular, non-spiritual, not-in-the-kingdom life. Now listen, God is there the whole time. The angels and the demons and the devil, they're there the whole time, whether you believe it or not. So whether you encounter or experience or believe it, it's still going on. I just want to preference what I'm about to say with that. But this is the thing. God wants you to experience him. God wants you to hear his voice. And what you experience and what you encounter on a day-to-day basis will develop you as a person. And so when you step over the threshold from I'm not with God to I'm now a child of the Most High God and I acknowledge God as my Father, when you end up in that realm, what we call the kingdom realm, what we call being in the family of God, being adopted in, there are certain things that come along with it. 
One of those things is how shall we now live? Now that we belong to God. Now that we're his, not that we weren't his to begin with, but now that we're making a choice to trust in him. See, God says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you who you're going to follow, who who you're going to believe. How your life turns out is directly affected by who you choose to believe. Isaiah started out one of his chapters, whose report shall we believe and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Is the Lord's hand too short that it cannot save? That's how he starts it out. And the answer to that would be no. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The question is, has he been revealed to you? Has he been revealed to me, in my household? Has my household received Christ as Savior, as Lord, as Father, as friend, as healer, as comforter, as God? And the list goes on. Is it real? Is it genuine in my household? And is it real and is it genuine in your household and in your life? Whether your household consists of you, or a handful, or just, you know, more than you can handle full. Whenever the case is, we need to get God up in the house. We need to get God and his spirit, the spirit of Christ, up in the temple. What is the difference between walking into an empty, vacant house, a shell of a house where there's no furniture, there's no decorations on the wall, there's no personalities there, there's no pets there, there's nothing, there's no activity, there's nothing going on, and you walk into that house, the shell, and it's lifeless, and it's drab, and it's kind of just there. But listen, what happens when you walk around in life, just an empty shell. And you haven't allowed the owner of the house to come on in to the house and turn it into a home and decorate the walls and rearrange the furniture and come in and redo the temple. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, my temple. You've turned it into a den of thieves. And how many times do we allow all these other influences to come live inside of us without God's approval, without God's acknowledgement? But where's Jesus in our temple? Don't get me wrong. I'm talking to me in my household, too. Talking to you in your household. Where's Jesus? Up in your temple. Where's Jesus? John, the Gospel of John, 
New Testament, chapter 14. I think I want to go there. I may back up or spring forward. We'll have to see here. But I'm thinking 14. We're just going to go. Do we know the term winging it? Anybody? All right. So we're going to wing it. See, the thing I like about winging it with the Lord is his angels, his servants, got some big wings. All I have to say about that. All right, so Jesus comforts his, in chapter 14, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe, you believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. He says, where I go... You'll know in the way that I go, in the way that I want to do things, my way, you're going to know it. Listen, Jesus is preparing some things for us, not only in heaven, but here on earth. See, he says, let my kingdom come, how? On earth, as it is in heaven. And he says, wherever I am, I want you to be there. And if he's moving throughout the earth by his Holy Spirit, guess what? He wants you to be right in the middle of it. Wherever he's moving by his Spirit in the earth that he's called you to, whatever your place on the wall is where God's Spirit is moving, where Jesus is in your realm of influence, that's where Jesus wants you. He says, where I am, you may also be. We always think that refers to heaven. But I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it does refer to heaven. But I, I believe Jesus wanted to have said things like, let's pray that God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. If he didn't mean it. Why would he just be concerned about kingdom business up there and not here? Wouldn't that be hypocritical for us to just be concerned about the kingdom business up there and not be concerned about God's kingdom right here? I think Jesus would say that's hypocritical. So I don't want to be a hypocrite for a Pharisee. He says, Thomas said, he says, verse 5, of chapter 14, he says, Lord, we know not, or we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have also known my Father, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us, and, and it, it'll, it'll be sufficient to us. 
It will satisfy us if we could just see the Father. How many of us get so high-minded that we pray these prayers? God, if you'll just do this, so just show me this, to just do this thing. Instead of just praying, God, your kingdom come. God, your will be done. God, show us you. Show us your way. Show us your ways, God. Show us your glory, God. Let us know your heart, God. What about those prayers? Jesus is saying something here. Jesus said, have I been with you so long that you don't even know me? Whoever's seen me has seen the Father. And you say to me, show me the Father. In other words, don't you know the Holy Ghost? Don't you know heaven when it's right in front of your face? Don't you know heaven when it's right in front of your face? Don't you know Jesus and what God is doing when it's right before your eyes? And how many of us have been so religious, either in the past or maybe even in our present? We get so caught up in how we think it should be and what we think it should look like and what we don't think they should And we miss it. We miss the boat because Jesus is right they're doing something and we don't even see it because our hearts aren't on Jesus at the time and our focus isn't on Jesus at the time. And Jesus would say to us, have I been with you? Do you not know when I'm right in the middle of doing something here? Just like he said to Peter. Can't you see the Father? Don't, don't you know heaven when you see it? Just like we see God at work in the earth and half the time if we're not looking with Jesus' eyes. We're going to miss it. All right, so stay with me now. He says, verse 10, Believe thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father dwells in me, and he does the work. And Jesus says, look, the things that are coming out of my mouth, the things that are coming out of my life, it's, it's coming from heaven. It's not coming from this world. It's coming from a different kingdom. It's coming from a different source. coming from a different source. And listen, if you're going to have a good self-image, you need to have the right source. It's going to be all right. So he says this, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works 
that I do shall he do also. Greater works to me shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whoever shall ask in my name, that will I do. And the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What's he saying? Look, if you're so in tune with me and you're in such a flow and your desires and the things that, that come in and out of your life are from the Father, that when you begin to speak and you begin to ask, it'll be done because it'll be kingdom business. You won't speak things from your heart that aren't from God if you're filled with God at the time. He says, ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And this is it. He doesn't want you to be an empty shell. He wants you to be a home where there's somebody living there. He wants to live on the inside of you. So this is the thing. Sometimes you got to allow God to fill you instead of all these other things filling you. you got to let God live in the house. I abide in you and my word abides in you. And then the Father will abide in you. Jesus is saying something here. There's got to be a hunger and a thirst for righteousness in us. And if not, we got to let God come in and fine-tune us. And everybody's in a different place on a different level. They've got different crosses to bear. They've got different thorns in their flesh. They've got different strongholds and chains. They've got different victories and encounters. Listen. Everybody has a different relationship one from another with God, whether it's non-existent or very existent or just kind of there or somewhere in between that spectrum of things. God is calling us to abide, 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 abide and to allow him to come in. What did he say in Revelation? Behold, I stand at the door and I'm not. If any man will let me in, I'll, I will what? I'll come in and I will make my boat. I will I will live, I will abide, and I will sup with him. What does that mean? We'll, we'll have a meal together. We'll sit down and we'll share our hearts. We're, we're going to talk. Because in the Jewish culture, that's what they did around food is they, they talked. And they drank and they talked and they drank and they talked and they drank. And the more they drank, the freer their hearts got and the more open they were and the more community and the more fellowship 
and the more oneness they have. And Jesus is saying, look, let me in. Come sit at my table. Let me sit at your table. Let's sit at our table. Let's drink. Drink of my blood. Be intoxicated by my spirit. Be so intoxicated and influenced by my Holy Spirit and by the Father and by my words and by my kingdom that you begin to let down your walls and you begin to open up and you begin to have a different self-image. You begin to listen to me and you begin to listen, Jesus says, to what I say about you. And I begin to listen to what you what, what do you say about me? Who, who am I in your life? And so that's it. Who is Jesus in your life? And what do you say about him? And what, what does he say about you? And are you going to listen to his words? Are you going to allow him to come into your heart and knock on your door? Are you going to open up and bring him to your table and begin to share your heart and begin to drink? and be intoxicated and influenced by his. I've got 90 seconds. So are you? Jesus is knocking. Open up. Open up. It's okay. He he says, look, I've got a hope and a future for you. Uh, my plans are, are good. They're not to harm you. They're to give you an expected end. You're going to finish strong if you're with me. Just follow me and you're going to finish strong. Take my hand and I'm going to get you to Jesus. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for every man, every woman, every person listening tonight, that you would open up their heart, that they would receive you now. Just open them up. Ask them. Come on in. Come on in, Jesus. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Father, be their Savior. Be their Father. Be their friend, be their healer, be their comforter in God. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Prayer International Radio. Have a blessed night. We'll be back. Just let them into your heart. Let them into your house. Bring them to your table. You won't regret it. Have a blessed night.